Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life right here off our kitchen table. And today I have a guest who I'm just so honored to have with us. And she is a sought after speaker and an expert on business mastery, personal leadership, and six and seven figure income strategies. And I am just delighted to have her here. I am just thrilled to have this guest with us. She comes all the way right now from Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. And our guest today is on a mission to eradicate smallness from the small business world and to stop the financial and emotional roller coaster that we entrepreneurs face. And she, she's this incredible woman who's not just a wife and a mother to two children. She is the creator of the Boutique Business Model and the Big Bold Event. And her zone of genius is helping entrepreneurs have breakthroughs and, and paradigm shifts around creating more wealth and success in their business and in their life. And I just want to welcome right now Vanessa Shaw to Lane's Kitchen Table. Welcome, Vanessa. Hey, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be sitting around the kitchen table, so to speak. This is fun. Well, I'm, I'm just thrilled to have you. I wish you were here in person so we could toast tea together. There you go. That would be fun. We'll do it virtually instead. Well, yes, absolutely. And not the same, but one day. One day we'll have tea together. We'll make it happen. So I, I want to jump right into it. I, I, love, I love how you want to eradicate the smallness from the small business world. Where did that come from? What do you mean by that? So um, that's a great question, actually. And, and thank you for asking, because actually not that many people do ask it. They kind of go, oh, that's yummy. And I like the sound of it. And then they move on. Um, you know, what I've really realized in the small business world, A, we have to look at the statistics of failings in the small business world and sort of the low income as well that small business is generating to realize that so many small business owners are hiding out. They're playing small. They're overworking. They're, you know, overworking, over-delivering. And undercharging as well mm-hmm. and they're getting burnt out you know frustrated and burnt out and yet we often talk about small business is going to be you know should be the backbone of the economy as well because you know that's really where the large amount of business is taking place and uh, I see this the whole time where they're playing small hiding out they need to elevate their mindset they need to be able to think that even as a small business they can still have a much bigger impact so that's really the mission that we're on is to help them have a bigger impact, more meaning and fulfillment through their business. And yes, that also means more money. So all of those. So bottom line, you're saying that small businesses should have a, a, a mindset that makes them think much bigger. And I love that you pointed out that 
often small business undercharge and that is a huge hurdle that uh, many small businesses have to think about in whether it's a product or service totally and i think that people are always surprised that when they do raise their prices often the reaction is is more business absolutely it's counterintuitive i was working with a client yesterday and uh, i mean this is one of our clients in a high level program with us and he's you know just about to go over a million dollars but we were talking about, you know, yeah, it's time to hike up those fees again because there's too much work coming in. Um, and so things are, you know, start to fall between the cracks, perhaps the quality, you know, I don't think it suffers that much in this particular case, but he probably feels that he could be doing better. And that's what we're saying. If I think counterintuitively, you know, when you A, raise those prices, often you'll attract even better clients, but now you can be working with less clients and giving a far better service and not feeling so stretched the whole time. So uh, these, these are conversations we just have a lot in, in business around kind of, you know, what do we really need to shift? And most times it's a mindset shift around stepping it up. And as you say, thinking bigger and stretching that mindset. I, I love the passion that I hear behind what you're saying. And that this leads me into my question of, Vanessa, how did you start your business? Great question. So with a lot of passion and honestly, not a lot else. I mean, I'm just being really honest because I know this is kitchen table talk and we're not going to go fluffy and put f fancy words around this. But there were two things. I knew that I wanted to run my own business. I mean, that was completely visceral. I had no experience of it whatsoever, but it was that sense of I want to run my own show kind of a thing. And secondly, I, I knew that it had to be something that made a difference. And that was the only two things I knew when I got started. And uh, I, I've just had a passion for helping people. It's, the, it's what I would do all day long for, for free, you know, if I could. And obviously I can't, it doesn't make sense. So, you know, that was really how I got started. And it was often that passion and enthusiasm that when I was lacking in the fancy words, the marketing terminology, the communications part, the passion carried me through. And I actually landed my first six-figure deal Based on that alone, somebody just said, oh, it wasn't just that alone, but that was the opening to get that six-figure deal was, Vanessa, I just love your energy and your passion. We need to talk more. That, that is fabulous. I, I love that you said that you could do it for free, but you can't, obviously. But that, that's the bottom line. You know that you are doing the right thing when you love it so much. And it's just a really wonderful bonus that you get paid for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that's always the testing thing. If I could choose to do something else, would I? No, the reality is I wouldn't. I'm, I'm right where I want to be. So I have to ask, you know how often people think that when you have your own business, life is grand, life is easy, and there's nothing ever going to be a challenge for you, but we know that that is not the case. Can you share with us uh, a time where in your own business, running a business as an entrepreneur yourself, where you did have a challenge, um, a hardship, and what that was and what you learned from it? Gosh. I mean, honestly, the minute you say that, and again, there are so many. I mean, we're in a place now, of course, where, you know, there's less of those or, or perhaps we've just got better tools to navigate them now as well through experience. 
But um, hey, I'll give you an example, a really recent example of a massive challenge. We were going into our annual live event, the big bold event that you mentioned in the beginning. We were six weeks out from that event. That's an event that we have 150 entrepreneurs attending for three days. And it takes a lot of work to create a three-day live event. Um, all of the marketing, all of the people, the sponsors, everything that we had in place, you know, and six weeks out, the hotel that was hosting us went into breach of contract and basically told us they weren't going to host us. Oh dear. Yeah, that was, uh, I actually said a lot more than oh dear, but in another story, that was a, oh my, like really is this happening? And of course we had robust contracts and I've got lawyers and all the rest of it, but still the bottom line is they clearly got a better offer and they said, you know, we'll get you relocated to another hotel. But by the way, it's a key weekend in, in this particular town, city where we are, and there's no chance of you relocating it here. So we actually had to move to another city. Oh my goodness. Um, so that was like, that was just a massive challenge. And actually what was really interesting in that challenge is it was one of those, oh my gosh, this is massive. I mean, six weeks out, so much in place. It is the kind of thing that frankly can take a small business owner out of business because the financial loss and damage that we could have suffered. And of course, yes, we can take it to court and get lawyers involved, but still I'm a small business. The energy that goes into that is energy we don't put elsewhere. And um, what was actually really interesting in that challenge is my back was put up against a wall. You know, I mean, I was really presented with like, we are not helping you on this. And I just came out fighting. I realized that I was so passionate about serving my audience that like, no way, Mr. Big Hotel Chain, and it is a very big hotel chain, are you getting in my way? Like you are not gonna get between me and this community that I'm building and that needs our help and that's got all their hopes and dreams pinned on this three-day event. So it really taught me, you know, that, that mission of my eradicating smallness, I really got to test it. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I'm actually really proud of how I didn't back down with a massive hotel chain and negotiated and negotiated and made them pay big time to relocate, cover costs and all the rest of it so that I wasn't out of pocket in the slightest. Um, and the good news is, is that standing that ground, I mean, yes, it was very hairy for a while. You, st you start to see as well the team members that you can really rely on when an emergency hits, which is always good practice because you see who's really got your back and is going to step in. Um, but the irony or perhaps the gift afterwards rather was it was our best ever event. Um, we had more attendees. We had more people going into our programs. We probably had our best feedback ever. Um, and it kind of became the story into that event. So, I mean, and, and honestly now, again, the learning is, you know, these massive challenges, like we can navigate them. It's just got to see it as a big set of problems that need to be solved quickly. And that's exactly what we did. And we, we had relocated. I think we'd completely relocated within about two weeks. And that's pretty massive. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. incredible. I, I'm hoping that not too many people were flying out and, and uh, there were a few people, but we again we now we negotiated with the hotel that they would actually pay transportation costs and reimburse airfares and put on car services. Well done. So we made we we yeah we came in strong on that one. Well done. I I love your story because it. Um, 
it shows that you are living out what you are preaching in, in the sense of you are saying, you know, get rid of the smallness and that small mindset when you are being challenged against this really large chain hotel. And you said, this can't, this can't happen and it will not happen. And you stood your ground. Mm. I, I think bravo to you. That's Thank you. Cause I honestly think they probably just thought, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, small business, she'll back down and kind of disappear quietly and we'll be, we'll be bossy and get rid of her. I was like, ah, ah. Well done. What a, oh, a great story. Thank you. I'm going to have to share that again and again. That's a wonderful story. Thank you. And I am sorry that you had to go through that, but I love the outcome. So I have to say then, because in listening to your story, I could just pull out all these amazing qualities that you have, but I want to know what you would define as the top three qualities an entrepreneur needs to have in order to to be an entrepreneur? Gosh, people ask me this a lot, man. I think there's a big list of things, honestly. Um, resilience is, you know, and resilience isn't just about that ability, like keep going. A resilience is about bouncing back, you know, and I think that that's a top quality that not enough people talk about because the truth is, I think the path to entrepreneur, through entrepreneurship and successful is probably one of the ch most challenging journeys anybody could ever go on. Um, and again, not enough is said about that. So resilience and like bouncing back from these challenges and being able to come back quickly. Um, I think another trait, and again, as I'm seeing this for ourselves, as our business grows, is, you know, quick decision making. Um, we can't get into analysis paralysis. We've got to be able to move quickly and like really think on our feet. And, you know, in the example that I shared there, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Problem solve. That there were a ton of new decisions that had to be made and they have to be made quickly. And just a willingness to be able to course correct if we kind of get, made that decision, now I need to course correct. But that quick decision is great. And the other piece I would say as a, as a real skill, and again, in a grounded way, is optimism. Mm. You know, op a real optimism. But I don't mean that in a, um, oh, everything's going to be wonderful and roses and it's kind of lacking in grounding and realism. But that the overall approach is one of vision, it's one of possibility, it's optimistic about what's going to happen in the future, particularly as the leader running a business. You know, for me, I've got a team. That, that, that energy around optimism is what I'm communicating to my team the whole time. And if I don't communicate that, they're going to start to panic and, you know, get derailed. So I think that that's, again, another really somebody that kind of is looking at life through the glass half full and all the bad things that are going to happen. Entrepreneurship might not be the best part for them. <laughs> no, I... I like that your three points are kind of very circular, that they, they are codependent upon each other because you need to have that optimism to, to have that resiliency, to mm -hmm. be able to bounce back up and, and pull yourself up again and, and to keep going and to, to be able to make those quick decisions, like you said, as your second point. Yes. So I love that. And I think without one of those three parts, it would just be a flat line rather than a, a, a cycle of life for that business. So I think that's really well put. I hope you write a book about that. Okay. Good. <laughs> that you a, blog article, a blog article. There you go. <laughs> yes, there you go. I, I wanted to ask them, in, your, in the course of your journey in business, you must have had a eureka moment, whether it is something you learned 
and picked up from your own journey or from a mentor. Um, could you share yes. what that eureka moment? I'm putting you on the spot now, but a eureka moment. Mm. Again, lots of those. Um, you know, this has been a 10 year plus journey now, but um, I think one of the most important things I've learned, I teach it now myself to our audience and, you know, I've really had to embody this is it's not about business strategy. It's not about knowledge. It's all about who you are being inside of that business. And that is the most important factor. And when I got that, I mean, so many things started to change. Um, and what do I mean by that? It's sort of like, I, and again, I'll share this with our own clients when we're working with them. They, they'll say that they want to get to a certain place. They've got this vision. They've got income goals. They've got impact goals, whatever that looks like. But they then think that they've got to be, you know, the same version of themselves to get to that destination. And in fact, they've got to recreate a new version of themselves to actually get to that new vision, right? This constant up-leveling. And so I'd often ask them, like, who is it that you really need to be to get there? And you've got to think about changing yourself, right? And that's going to be changing your mindset, changing the way that you show up. I mean, and changing your mindset could be up-leveling, right? Evolving it, raising your game, raising your standards, um, not tolerating certain things anymore, like not being okay with mediocrity and a lack of excellence or, you know, as I say, just low standards. Um, and those are the pieces that really need to shift in order to get to that destination. So there's a lot of work on self, not just on business. And so we tend to work in terms of like 50% personal development and 50% business development inside of our programs. It seems to be like a perfect mix because we're always about, okay, up-leveling yourself at the same time as growing a business so that your identity is actually keeping pace like with where you want to go. And I think that's been probably the most profound and most meaningful eureka moment that I've had and built in to our own programs. That is absolutely brilliant and so well said. And absolutely, I, I, I think in all my podcasts I've ever had, I've never heard anyone word it the way you did so well that it is, it's, it's uh, yes, everybody wants to say it, mindset, absolutely. And then as though it's just one of 10 components in mm -hmm. the business, but you are absolutely right that that is the foundation and of, of success. And if you can't think big for your business and be that big person for where you want to take your business to, then you're not ready because mm -hmm. it's not going to go there because you are thinking small and that is where you're going to keep yourself. So that is absolutely brilliant. I, I can't wait to find out more about all that you do and see if I could come into one of your programs. It's just very interesting. Thank you. Join us anytime, you know. <laughs> Come on down. Brilliant. Um, now, I am all about creating healthy habits and good habits in life and in success. And uh, my, my children's product that I first started was called It's Easy Daisies. And mm. it's creating, helping children create healthy habits and habits for their life. So I, I have to ask you, Vanessa, what are your habits to success? one or two or three habits that you do daily 
Mm. Daily habits, daily, daily, daily habits. So a very, very regular habit. I'm only saying that because it didn't happen today because I had an early meeting. So that was, <laughs> didn't happen today. But it is incredibly rare that I don't exercise um, every day. So I play tennis, you know, my, my choice at this point in time is playing tennis and power walking with my dogs. And I typically do, I start my day with a 60 minute sort of power walk, four, four mile walk all around my neighborhood with my, with my dogs. And that is just clears my head, clears my energy. I feel like I've done something for me to start the day. It's often when my creative thoughts come up as well. So it just like really, really serves me well. So that would be like some kind of physical activity. Um, the second habit that I've um, really developed over the years, in fact, I'm not even seeing it as a habit now because it really is, it's like it just happens, is learning to really live by my calendar. So, you know, really programming everything that needs to be done on the calendar. Of course, I've got tons of appointments, client appointments, you know, yours today. But living by the calendar, which kind of means if it's not on my calendar, I know it's not going to get done. And so, you know, in the early days, that meant just blocking time to start to develop my business and making, like, blocking an appointment with myself. It's blocking time for marketing, blocking time for networking, whatever that, you know, whatever that needed to look like. And so what that's given me is it's given me a structure that I can rely on. It's like that's my personal assistant, my calendar. And it really helps me to be focused because I'll even, you know, when we're working on projects and I need to do things, I'll actually block the time on my calendar for certain things to happen. Like this morning, there was some stuff I needed to do around our new event. Time was on the calendar. I can do it, editing, and it's done. So it's that, that calendaring that really leads to focus. And I know that lack of focus is such a big challenge for many entrepreneurs. Yes, yes, that freedom word. Yes. <laughs> and is there a third habit you want to share? Or? Third habit. I have got, I'm looking around my desk, so I'm looking like for prompts here. But I think a third habit is I've got really good about being able to do things in small chunks of time. So I'm able to break things down. And if I've only got five minutes to quickly assess, well, what can I do in five minutes? So I'm very efficient. Um, and that's honestly, whether that's around the house, honestly, as well, because, you know, I work from home or whether that's about the business. So, you know, it might be that, you know, I've got five minutes and if I'm in the house, you'd be amazed at like the beds that can be made, the, the laundry that can go, dishwasher, right? That can happen in like, I'm like, okay, I've got that, you know, five minutes, what can I do? And I kind of get it done. So just using those small chunks of time, instead of thinking I haven't got enough time, it's that, yeah, what can I do? Brilliant. Absolutely. So I want to ask you, I'm just thinking of our previous question. Now, when you have a client come to you and their question is, how do I make my business grow bigger? I know that's a very large question. What would you say is the first thing you would say to them? What do we mean by growth? Okay. So, you know, and again, the reason for that is people say that, but they don't know what that means. Does it mean more clients? Does it mean more locations? Does it mean more reach? Does it mean, you know, really and truly, it probably should mean more income. Yeah. But it's often the piece that people deny. They, they use grow the business, but really what, you know, so we've got to clarify what does that look like? 
Yeah, no, that's brilliant. So then you would just define it and help them to visualize what it is specifically that they need to work on. And then exactly. Okay. So because I know your time is very valuable and I want to keep this short and sweet, I am going to do a, a round of rapid fire questions. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So first thing that comes to the top of your head, there is no wrong answer. So it's just the first thing that comes to the top of your head. Are you ready, Vanessa? Yes. Go. This is fun. Okay. It's like being on Jeopardy, but not. I know it is. It's like, oh gosh, what's she going to say? <laughs> Number one, what is a book that you recommend? Oh gosh, book that I recommend. Oh, uh, first one that comes into my head would be um, the Four Disciplines of Execution. Okay, excellent. What is your favorite way to unwind or de-stress? Uh, there's several jigsaw puzzles. I love doing jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that might stress out other people, but no, actually, really, that I do like. Lovely. Okay, what is your favorite time of day and why? Early in the morning. Um, I'm on a mission actually to start to get up even earlier, which is good in Scottsdale, Arizona, because it's sunny and hot anyway. Um, I just, I love the promise of a new day. I love being awake and early and kind of getting an, a, a head start on the day. And I just find that I'm just fresh and inspired at that time of day. So yeah, early morning. And, I, and when I mean that, I mean like five o'clock in the morning. Okay, thank you. Favorite social media platform? Love, hate, relationship with Facebook. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not actually a massive social media person. That's why I kind of had to answer it that way. Um, I just think there's, there can be a lot of junk on Facebook as well. And the reason I'm saying that is we just, we just accepted a whole lot of friend requests and I'm getting all of these crazy messages of, hey, pretty lady. Yes, very, um, it can consume you, so be careful. But you're, I know you're on your calendar, so it's all good. Yeah. Okay, a word of advice you would tell the 18-year-old version of yourself? Listen to your heart. Thank you. An actor to play the life and the role of Vanessa Shaw. An actor to play, gosh, oh, Meryl Streep. Oh, very nice. Very elegant as you are. So oh, thank you. I love her. I'm a big fan of hers. I love her too. And she sings. <laughs> oh, she's just amazing. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Okay, most effective time management tool you currently use? My Google Calendar. Excellent. Mm. And last question, something in business you wish you knew five years ago? Hmm. Final question. Final question, something in business I wish I knew five years ago. Um, probably that most things really do take longer than we ever think. They're gonna cost more and they can take longer. <laughs> Right. Like a renovation. <laughs> like a renovation, exactly. So it's almost like, you know, stop wasting time and, and get going with it now because it's always going to take longer than you think. And I wish somebody had actually really been clear with me about that because it would have sped me up on certain things. That is brilliant. Vanessa, thank you very much. Thank you for being on Elaine's Kitchen Table. It was a true pleasure. Thank so you. much fun. Thank you. It was so much fun. And listeners, thank you for joining us today. And I love to connect with you. So please do find me on Elaine's Kitchen Table on Facebook or on Twitter at Chat with Elaine. Vanessa, if people wanted to come and find you, where is a good place to find you? 
Yeah, best place is straight on the vanessashaw.com website. That's Shaw, S-H-A-W. And again, little question there. Are you ready to be bold and play bigger is probably what it says right now. Click yes. And then you'll get some free resources and inspiration and, uh, you know, regular blog articles and videos and things. That's the easiest place to connect. That is fabulous. Thank you. And we will have all the ways to connect to Vanessa on our show notes. So please uh, check us out there. And I would love for you to find us on iTunes and give us a rating for the show. And I'm always honored when you do leave a rating because it helps. It makes you do the show higher in ranking. So thank you so much. And bye for now. Bye-bye.